There is a mistake in the service leaflet, and the first hymn uh, is missing a couple of lines, so please use the hymnal. I think the number is 
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Exodus. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountains, the people gathered themselves 
to Aaron and said to them, Up, make us gods, who shall go before us? As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what, what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Take off the rings of gold which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the rings of gold which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold at their hand and fashioned it into a graving tool and made, it, made a molten calf. And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made the proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people, whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves and have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made for themselves a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and sacrificed it, and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. But of, of you I will, let, I will make an, a great nation. But Moses besought the Lord his um, God and said, O Lord, why does thy wrath burn hot against thy people, whom, whom thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, With evil intent did he bring them forth, to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? To from, turn from thy fierce wrath and repent from this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou didst swear of thine own self, and didst say to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and all of this land I have promised I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to, to the, his people. The word of the Lord.
A reading from Philippians. Therefore, my brethren, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm this in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntage to agree in the Lord. And I ask you also, true Yoke's fellow, help these women, for they have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice, for all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will keep in your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What have you learned and received and heard and seen in me? Do. And the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Again, Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a marriage feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the marriage feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, Behold, I have made ready my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the marriage feast. But they made light of it and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the thoroughfares, and invite to the marriage feast as many as you can find. And those servants went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came back in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, 
Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? He was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This morning, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, we find ourselves again listening to another difficult parable of the kingdom of God. For many are called, but few are chosen. So before we dive into the parable of the great wedding banquet, I think it's helpful for us all to get a view of the gospel landscape, of what's going on around Jesus telling this parable. Now, this morning, we are at the point in the gospel of St. Matthew wherein Jesus has made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem, Palm Sunday, has ridden the colt to shouts of Hosanna to the son of David. The faithful have lined the streets and laid their cloaks in palm branches down for Jesus to walk over, They have given praise to the king of kings, and Jesus has entered Jerusalem triumphantly. Now, as soon as Jesus enters Jerusalem, we all remember, he goes straight to the temple and turns over the tables of the money changers, drives out all who buy and sell in the temple. So the first thing he does is calls a ruckus. Now, we also must remember, as Jesus does these things, causes this ruckus, A choir of children miraculously gathers and sings praises as he does it. Hosanna to the son of David. So you have to imagine a stir, quite the stir. The Pharisees become indignant. They become wrath-filled and furious. The Pharisees have a very brief encounter with Jesus on that day as he upsets the temple And after that encounter, Jesus makes his way from the temple out to a suburb, if you will, called Bethany. And he spends the night there. The next day, Jesus re-enters Jerusalem, re-enters the temple, and there he begins to teach. As he is teaching, Jesus is confronted by the furious Pharisees. And in that confrontation between Jesus and Pharisee, we have the gospel lessons for the last several weeks. Two weeks ago... If we remember, the Pharisees questioned Jesus' authority to teach and to interpret the Torah. And in that questioning, Jesus turns it on them and confronts their authority 
in his question about the baptism of John. Is the baptism of John of God or not? The Pharisees have no answer. They are publicly perplexed and they are publicly humiliated. They can't answer. They don't know how to answer. So the exchange between Jesus and Pharisee gets heated. This increase in temperature and confrontation leads to last week's gospel lesson in the parable of the landowner in the vineyard. We remember that. It's a story of vineyard workers being beaten and stoned and killed. Uh, the vineyard workers beating and stoning and killing the servants of the landowner. And finally, when the landowner sends his own son, they kill him as well. Now, the Pharisees get something. They get that Jesus is talking about them. They're not too happy either. They are none too happy to be accused of faithlessness, of being abusive, of murdering God's prophets. So Jesus accuses them of being all these things. And the Pharisees then begin to try and figure out a way to silence Jesus, to have Jesus arrested. So while the Pharisees are infuriated, enraged, and begin making attempts to arrest Jesus at the words he speaks... Jesus tells them this morning's parable, the parable of the wedding banquet. So you have to imagine this scene. It's very tense, very aggravated. It's high drama. Now this parable this morning has a very clear meaning. Jesus tells us if you don't get it. He begins the parable by telling them exactly what it points to, right? The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for a son. This parable is about God's kingdom, is about salvation, is about God dwelling with his people. And in many ways, it can be said that this parable is about the church, about the people of God and their Christ. Matthew 22, 3 through 5. And he sent his servants to call those who were invited to the marriage feast, but they would not come. Again, he sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited, behold... I have made ready my dinner, my oxen and my fat calves are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the marriage feast. But they made light of it and went off. Now these first verses in the parable, this first part, refers to the leaders of the nation of Israel. In it, in this first part, Jesus condemns them for failing to heed the words of the prophets, those whom the king sent to invite the prophets came to preach to them, to invite them into a right relationship with God, to the banquet, but they would not go, would not repent. Now, they were not being called into hard or demeaning labor. They were being called to something beautiful, something meaningful, something the king was very proud of, something the king had worked a good deal on. But yet, we learn, they made light of it and went off. Driving home his point, Jesus becomes harsh with the Pharisees. Not only could the Pharisee not be bothered with the true kingdom, with God's kingdom, with beauty and grace and life, some of them even killed those who came bearing the invitation, killed the prophets. So while on the one hand, these Pharisees are the supposed leaders of God's people, Jesus publicly accuses them of being enemies of God and ones that are not worthy to enter the king's banquet. Matthew 22, 8. He said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. 
The judgment of Jesus, the public judgment, mind you, of Jesus against the temple Pharisees is stinging, is blunt, is pointed, and it begins in earnest the events leading up to the crucifixion. It is that stinging and that pointed. Now, the second part of the parable contains within it something of great concern for us. The second part is a foreshadowing of the activity and the mission of the church. Where the first part of the wedding banquet deals with the Pharisee, the faithful Jew, the second part deals with what happens after they have killed the servants of God, after they have crucified Jesus. 22.10 Go therefore to the thoroughfares and invite to the marriage feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Now, the Pentecost event, at that event, the apostles and disciples are instructed to go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. The entire world, Jesus tells us in this parable, is invited to this great and holy feast, Gentile. The entire world is invited into the kingdom of God. The entire world, both Jew and Gentile, into God's church. So the banquet hall fills both good and bad with every shape, with every kind. Sounds wonderful, inclusive, inviting. The whole world invited into God's kingdom. The whole world filling the banquet hall of the kingdom. Now it sounds wonderful and inviting at first, and then we read these verses. But when the king came back in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Now at this point, our minds, our modern minds, most likely begin to think that this wonderful vision of the world filling the banquet hall isn't all that lovely. What if that poor person couldn't afford a wedding garment? At least he came to the banquet hall, right? Better than those first guys. Or what a cruel king to invite someone in and then not accept them as they are. Now, 2,000 years later, us reading this, we miss something, cultural context. In biblical times, a king would have issued and supplied, would have gifted everyone with wedding garments. So any and all who were invited in would have had one. So we can't say the king is cruel on that regard. The parable changes again. Here we find someone, Gentile, who was invited in, issued a fine wedding garment, but refused to wear it, threw it away, as it were. It's the Gentile equivalent of the Pharisee refusing the call and invitation of the prophet to repent. So what is this wedding garment? And I guess really the way to ask this is, how do we enter the church? How do we enter that great banquet? We all know we enter the church through baptism. We come to the wedding banquet by means of our baptism. Now, for most all of Christendom, still to this day, we wear white baptismal garments or robes or gowns or dresses. So the connection of the white wedding garment and the baptismal garment would not have been lost on the early Christians. They would have heard this parable in their churches and gone, Aha! I know what he's talking about. The white robes and gowns we wear at our baptism points to the reality that occurs in the sacrament. 
In our baptisms, the prayer book says we are buried with Christ in his death. In our baptisms, we share in his resurrection. In our baptisms, we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. So then in our baptisms, we die to our old self. We share in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we are given new and eternal, unending life in the Holy Spirit. In essence, we become clothed in the Holy Spirit. Clothed with the Spirit of God who lives in us and through us. And through the Holy Spirit, our lives become virtuous. We live a life to God. We live a life of faith. And that we believe and trust in God through Jesus Christ above all else. It becomes our center, rule, and guide. We live a life of hope. Hope that life is eternal in God's kingdom is real and without end. So in this life we do not despair. And God's will and love are our highest calling. We live a life of love. Selfless, unconditional love and kindness to all, even those we call our enemies. Even those who call us enemies. The wedding garment we are gifted in baptism, the wedding garment of the Holy Spirit, is also filled with other virtues. Kindness, humility, patience, diligence, charity, self-control, purity. The wedding garment we are given in our baptism, we are issued and gifted. Makes worship the highest priority cares for the poor, gives rest to the weary, shelter to the shelterless, food and drink to the hungry and thirsty. It visits the sick and the suffering. The wedding garment we are issued is a life of good works. That is what the wedding garment is, a life of good works. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we have been given our wedding garments and have been invited to the banquet. Let us not throw those garments away by living lives that are not righteous, not worthy of the calling. Let us not throw those away by living lives that do not hunger after the things of God. Rather, rejoice, as St. Paul says, rejoice that we have been called, that we have been issued and gifted these garments, that we have been gifted a garment that is the Holy Spirit, that we have been given a seat in God's great wedding banquet. Let us live lives that put the church first. Let us live lives that are clothed in the Holy Spirit. Lives that are filled with good works and virtue. Let us live lives worthy of our calling. Let us live lives worthy of the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God, the Father and the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, the eternally begotten of the Father, God of God, light of light, true God.
Kneeling, let us pray. With all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above, for the loving kindness of God, and for the salvation of our souls, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Duncan, our bishop, Jeffrey, our priest, and for all the clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Barack, our president, Haley, our governor, and Melvin, our mayor, for all the leaders of the nations and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the county of Jones, the city of Laurel, for every city and community, and for those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and the suffering, especially Erica Adams, Dewey Blackledge, Beth Boykin, Dowdell Brown, Tim Busby, Cesar Centeno, Luca Seraldo, Sylvia Ellis, Bonnie Garner, Bill Hersom, Clementa Avenel, Leroy Jensen, Benjamin Johnson, Alex Karras, Betty Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Mitch Malden, Randy Matters, Jean Miller, Austin Morgan, Sherry Parrish, Jenny Lou Kwong, Ashley Rogers, Reverend Nate Ruff, Casey Smith, Wendy Sneed, Terry Stakes, Henry Temple, Joan Todd, Kitty Wagaspak, and Shirley Waldrop, and for all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for any of those we now name. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those celebrating birthdays, especially Maureen Jensen, Eric Nail, Magdalene Reeder, and Dan Walters, and for those celebrating anniversaries, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those with child, especially Allison Albritton, Maggie Farrell, Karen Fitzgerald, Elizabeth Hancock, Elizabeth Lindsay, Lauren Kleeman, Jennifer Malone, and Casey Gibbs Whitson, 
and for the birth of Amelia Anderson Guard. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, especially Susan McMullen, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Melissa Kleckler, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, R.P. Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Vinson, Carrie Walker, James Warner, Mark Waters, Wyatt Welch, and Joshua Yarbrough. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. O eternal God, our Heavenly Father, who hast given to us thy children an abiding citizenship in heaven, and in the days of our pilgrimage, a citizenship also upon earth. Give us thine aid as we journey to that heavenly city, so faithfully to perform the duties which befall us on our way, that at the last we may be found worthy to enter into thy rest. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
and also with and uh, welcome to St. John's on this wonderful, wonderful morning. It's a beautiful day out today. Uh, a few announcements. The first is uh, we'll have our October parish dinner this Wednesday night, October the 12th, beginning at 5.30. That dinner will be provided. Uh, so you and your families, come on out. Uh, our own vestryman, Mr. Gene Harlow, will be our speaker for the evening. There'll be a nursery provided for the, for the young children, activities for the older children. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great chance to sit down and have share a dinner with, with other folks and, and learn something about our church. So uh, I encourage you to do that. Um, also this week, tomorrow, um, we will bury or we will offer the burial offers for Susan McMullen. That is the daughter of Hayward Reed. Uh, so uh, that will be tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I ask your prayers and please know that you're invited to that. Uh, what else is this week? I think that is... Uh, Thursday, we'll have uh, St. John's Day School, whom, whom we have a very special relationship with. Uh, the, the Day School's Eagle Fest, which is their fall festival, starts at 5. So there'll be games and things for kids of all ages, uh, a silent auction. So come over and see what's going on, the good things that are going on over there. Uh, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I think that is it, except for wine tasting tickets. We still have a lot of uh, wine tasting tickets to sell. Uh, the wine tasting salad auction, as you all know, is October 29th at Lex and Lynn Lindsay's home. Uh, so you do not have to be formally invited to be a salesman uh, to sell tickets. If you have friends that want to go or you know people who would like to go, stop by the parish office and get some tickets or tell us and we'll bring you tickets. Uh, we, we all work together to sort of make this this wonderful evening go. So um, we do need your help uh, sort of getting those in the, in the hands of people who'd like to go. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, other than that, I think everything is a go. Again, welcome. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God.
Please stand. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this day, for God's grace, which goes before and follows after us. We pray that our lives may be given to good works and that we may don our wedding garment on the day of the great banquet. We remember this day, children of this world, especially those who live in areas of famine and war. Remember those in our own community who have been victims of automobile accidents and other tragedies. And may the soul of Susan McMullen and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
Holy and gracious Father, in your infinite love you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. The night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks... He gave it to them and said, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say,
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.
The Lord be with you. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.